Hey everyone, Duncan here, day 11 of the 90 day quest and today I'm going to talk by special request about balance. Uh, shout out to Steve, my great encourager. Um, so just speaking from balance, I mean the, the question is about work-life balance. Good morning. Questions about work-life balance but I'm going to start with um, talking about physics. So there are a few different models we can look at when we're thinking about balance. The first one is a seesaw. Seesaw has a fixed fulcrum, about a thing, center of gravity, and then, you know, obviously a, a plank on which we sit and uh, we strive to achieve you know, a nice level seesaw, sort of like a set of balance scales. A lot of the time when people are talking about work-life balance, this is kind of the image that comes up. And in that, um, in this scenario, you put pile things up on one side of the seesaw and you have to pile them up um, an equal weight or a um, the right distribution of weight on the other side of the seesaw to get it to sit level. So there's a couple of things that come out of that. For starters, uh, we know that one of the elements that's crucial in this is the weight of the object. Generally the heavier the weight will move it closer to that centre of gravity. The second thing is um, you know, obviously when you're balancing off on the other side then, the lighter the weight, the further away it moves from that center of gravity. And I think this is what in aviation they call the moment. Um, how far out from the center of gravity something has to be in order to achieve that balance. Okay, uh, so that's pretty straightforward concept, isn't it? And so when we're thinking about work-life balance, what do we think of? We think, oh, well, I'll, you know, I'll, uh, I've got uh, my family on one side, time with my family on one side, work on the other. Uh, my health and fitness on one side, the opportunities to indulge on the other. I've got my, um, I'm going out and having fun with my friends, rest and recovery time on the other. So we think of, you know, piling these things up on opposite sides and achieving something that we call balance. Okay. So we can move to a more dynamic model of balance though. So if you imagine balancing a rod on your hand, is this easier or harder than um, creating balance with a, a static seesaw? Probably in some ways easier because what you can do is you can move that center of gravity. When uh, the top of the rod starts to shift left or right, we can um, proactively shift the center of gravity to come and sit underneath it. Hopefully that makes sense. You know, so you end up doing this, don't you, with a, a rod. In this particular model, where do we put the weight? Things with the most weight we put down the bottom. Um, things with the least weight we put up the top. The reason being is because if we've got something really heavy up the top, we have to move that center of gravity a lot faster. We have to move it further um, and we have to make a lot more kind of course corrections. Um, you know, we're constantly trying to make adjustments to keep it in balance. If we have the weight down the bottom, if it's enough weight, we don't even have to move a hand, do we? You know, think of the old Bobo dolls that used to punch and they just stand themselves back up. Um, but if we've got a good solid weight down the bottom of this pole, or the rod that we're balancing, uh, and light, much lighter weights up the top, we can balance that with just smoother, more subtle movements. Okay, 
if we take those two points then and translate them into um, when we're talking about how we're living our life, that center of gravity uh, is replaced with time. And the weight of the objects is replaced with value. So if physically I have a seesaw and I put five kilos halfway or a third of the way down that seesaw on one side and I have something that's two kilos, I'll probably put it at the end of the opposite side. Okay, so in that seesaw model, if I'm talking work-life balance, if I want to put time with my daughter, that has a lot of value. So let's put time with my daughter one third of the way down the seesaw and let's put, um, you know, getting out here and recording these videos, that would go down the other end, of, on the opposite side, right down the other end of the seesaw because it's important, but it doesn't have as much weight, it doesn't have as much value as time with my daughter. Okay, so the distance from the fulcrum of the seesaw to each of those um, objects, like, so let's go out to my daughter, the distance from that center of gravity, when we're talking about real life, that's time. So I can, um, I can the, the th what we do is we put the heaviest object on the seesaw first, right? That's, we always start there. And then we take the other thing and we move it out and out and out till we find that balance point. So when we think about that gap as time, what we're doing is putting the most valuable thing on the seesaw. So I put my time with my daughter on the seesaw. And that gap between the center of gravity and where she sits is the maximum amount of time that we can go without uh, spending time together before it starts damaging that relationship, before things start shifting out of balance. Does that make sense? It's a, it's a different way to kind of think of it, but um, this will come into play a little bit further on when I sort of discuss how I translate that into how I manage my time. So, and it's like kind of like putting rocks in a, a cylinder, isn't it? You put the big rocks in first, then the next size rocks, and the next size rocks. So we have a prioritization of where we want to spend our time, find the most valuable things, and then we work out what's there, what's that time rhythm, what's the time cycle where we can have those gaps and yet not damage that relationship. And it's not zero, is it? Because we don't have to live in each other's pocket non-stop. That can be damaging to the relationship as well. There's going to be a certain point out from the centre that's the appropriate time cycle. Okay. Now, if we think of that as balancing on a pole, um, that means the most valuable things are going to be held closest to us. Right? If we hold those value, most valuable things closest to us and we're honouring that time cycle, you know, we put them at the right point on that pole, so the closest closest down to where we're holding the pole, we take those most valuable things, put them there, then the next most valuable things, the next most valuable things, then we have we keep the weight at the bottom of that pole and we need to make less frantic adjustments to stay in balance. So then what we end up with is creating a time management model that allows a smooth um, a smooth and fluid ability to keep in balance. 
if we put work, if we weight our work, give that the highest value, or, or treat it like it has the highest value, um, but it's on a, got a much longer time uh, cycle, then we can very quickly get out of balance. Very quickly get out of balance. Right. That makes sense? Hopefully that makes sense. Okay. But then, neither of those models in my mind satisfy what life is. Whether we're chasing after short-term goals, like this 90-day goal, uh, or whether we're taking, uh, chasing after longer-term goals, like my three-year goal, 10-year goal. Life is a, it's a path. <laughs> Life's a journey. Uh, life is uh, motion. And with both those models before, really what we're talking about are, even though the second one has a degree of fluidity and dynamic kind of response capability built into it, um, it's still kind of reactionary, isn't it? So when we think about balance, when I think about balance in my life, uh, in my work-life balance, I like to think of it more as a, as a, uh, a crude rowing boat. So if you think about the um, you know, eight-man crews that race on a river, they're in motion. And for them, balance is not about whether they're managing to stay upright and whether they're tipping or crashing, but rather that they're not going in circles, right? So for them, balance is both sides of the boat pulling with equal strength and in unison. And if that happens, if there are, it's an application of force uh, that generates momentum and that um, allows effective... Um, integrity in the, their course direction. Now those rowing crews have a coxswain who sits down the back and has a little rudder who can make minor changes but for the most part it's the power of delivery through the oars on each side that ensure that thing doesn't spin in circles. So if we then apply that working model to our work-life balance uh, it looks a little bit different doesn't it? Because then what it becomes is not, I, I feel like it's less a question of opposing forces. Like you're with the other two models, you're directly trying to set up things that uh, work in opposition to each other. You're, you're taking one and then you're saying, well, we have this one and then we have this one and we've got to um, offset them against each other. With, a, with the rowing crew, their intention is to, at the end of the day, is this whole thing moving forward nice and smoothly in the same direction with integrity? And I think that's a good model because, um, you know, we're integrated beings. We're not... Um, I don't think it's healthy to think of work and life as separate. And one of the things that I'm striving to do with this Profit Society journey is to teach people how to integrate their idea of work into their sense of being that not work's not something you go and do for eight hours so you can get on with the rest of your life but rather work becomes a full and complete expression of who you are this is all about a journey towards wholeness it's a journey towards um, personal spiritual emotional integrity so under that model time with my daughter um, is 
it's part of what energizes me, satisfies me, uh, makes me feel good as a father, makes me feel good about myself, makes me feel good about life. I mean, the, the joy of children's outlook on things is always inspiring. Uh, and my time doing stuff like this, um, building this business, striving is part of my example to her. It's part of what um, drives our income and part of what drives you know, our future opportunities to spend time together. Um, you know, I've got this vision that I've shared before about being on the snow-capped mountains um, in Switzerland or going on family holidays, skiing together, etc. So when we look at it through that model, then our consideration is how do we make sure everything's, how there's integrity through all those different elements to drive our life forward. So when I, when I come down to you know, how am I writing a schedule, my schedule is, if I'm always got my door open to my kids coming in and spending time with me, I get distracted from my work and I don't have quality time with my kids, they feel my distraction um, from anything they've got to say because my mind's still on my work. If And my work suffers because I'm distracted from that because my kids are banging around. So I find that by actually creating a separation and a distinction uh, between my different activities, it allows me to ensure that each one gets an appropriate amount of time. So a good solid four-hour block with my daughter on a Saturday morning is much more valuable than saying, hey, you're welcome to interrupt me anytime you want. You're the most precious thing in the world to me. That, that doesn't achieve anything for her, but when we go out and spend four hours together on a Saturday, um, that's fantastic. You know, and we feel close and we feel energised. And then there's a time cycle for how long that will last. So we have, uh, during the week, we jump in the pool and spend like half an hour mucking around in the pool together each afternoon. So there's these little time cycles that ensure that's being taken care of, but they're always kept clear and distinct as to where I'm spending my time. And I try to keep focused on the idea that they're all, to a degree, equally valuable because they're all integrated. There's relationships between every activity I do and we can't think of these things in a binary way. Hopefully that helps. Um, feedback, welcome. Talk to you guys later.